This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, how's everyone doing, business storytellers? Once again, we're live here, Amazon, LinkedIn, Twitter, still working. I'm surprised Periscope went away, but I'm still live streaming via Periscope. So I don't know why it's working. I'm not going to ask any questions. YouTube, we're live there as well. Today, I want to let you know really quickly, um, if you want to live stream, switcherstudio.com, Trap one gets you a month off. Still a big, big fan there, the, one of the few um, tools I use here, honestly, that keeps me insane producing all these shows. But today we want to talk about something differently, virtual conferences. We've probably all attended them and we've all fell asleep and bored to death by PowerPoints and, you know, related things. So today we want to talk about, just like the headline said, the no slide zone. I, I love those kind of, I don't know who came up with that. It wasn't me, but I kind of like those kind of um, marketing slogans when they're cute and, and useful. So today I'm joined by Jen Vogel. She's one of the few returning guests on the show. Um, you know, other guests have been Joe Polizzi. Let's see who else. Um, other, other big names. So Jen is back. Jen also, F dear FTC, just to let you know, she is my boss. So this episode is sponsored by Vox Pop Me. And, but I did invite her on here. She didn't twist my arm, but you know, I do work there. Moving on. Um, the other guest, we'll get him on the show as well here, Ryan Berry. Um, I think he's a world-class skier, maybe. I don't know, according to Instagram videos, maybe. Um, we'll ask him about that. And we want to talk about the conference, Virtual Insight Summit. Insight, what it is, why are there no slide decks? And we'll have a fun conversation about that. As you know, it, I have to push all the buttons here. Not big enough yet to have a producer. So we'll get those two on the show. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Christoph. Hey, Christoph. Thanks for having us. Am I gonna this I have a feeling this is my first and only time on the show. I'm I, but I'm <laughs> I'm very privileged to be here. I don't know. I'm not expecting a second invite though. Well, I don't know. It depends on what you it's say. true. It's true. I mean, we'll <laughs> see how this goes, right? This yeah. is all about quality over quantity. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Ryan, if nothing else, you look the most comfortable on your deck. You know, so I've never done anything live before. And so when you two invited me, I was like, I'm going to keep it real. It's spring here in New England, which means we all wear shorts as soon as it's 40 degrees and pretend it's summer. Um, so I'm on my couch in shorts, even though it's actually not short weather. It's all good. That sounds awesome. And, you know, not this is not the travel show, but I we just had a shopping spree last night. I don't know, 80,000 miles on United, 50 on American, 40 for Marriott. And we're going to go, I call it the, you know, it would be Sicily if it was Italy. You know, the little spot up there in Massachusetts, Cape Cod. Cape Cod. That's where we're going. Oh, so, love it. Amazing. But anyway, we're not here to talk about travel as much fun as it could be if it ever returns. You guys, tell me about the, sh- tell me about the, the conference. Um, how is it different? Who should attend? What's, um, you know, why are we talking about it? What's special about it? 
All right. Jay, yes. Go first. We're going to battle battle for the answer, opportunity to answer the question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited to host this event this year. This is our second annual Virtual Insight Summit. Um, the last one was this time last year, and we were in a very different environment then. You know, everything had just shut down. All of the conferences were getting canceled, all of the biggest ones. And, you know, we didn't really know what to expect for the next year. And I think um, we hosted an amazing event. It was so interactive and so much fun for the Insights community to get together virtually to absorb that same content that you would get at an in-person conference in a virtual environment. And when Ryan and I chatted at the end of the year to say, should be very clear that yeah, we definitely want to do this again, but we can't, it can't be the same as it was last year. You know, last year, this time, people had never been to a virtual conference before, or they hadn't been hosted before, like, and all of a sudden, we've got a year's worth of good, bad and ugly virtual conferences. So we really needed to, if we were going to do it again, make it be different and make it be something worth canceling your plans for. And so that was what we set out to do. And I think we've created something pretty special. Yeah, me too. And, and I, I, I will come clean. I was probably the, uh, oh, you were one B or one A, depending on <laughs> what, what day it was for us. But we, we had the opportunity last year where people were dying for connection. We weren't sick of Zoom yet and we moved fast. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I think I've been to two total virtual summits. I sign up for them for the webinar recordings and I listen to them on two X speed on my own time. Cause nobody's ever given me a compelling reason to block off my calendar. And I'm not the only person who's busy, right? That's, that's a lug. We're all screwed with time. Um, and so I think one of the things that we got to was what are the things about in-person experiences that are, are valuable. And I, I go to, I just, this all happened. Mm -hmm. And the truth is I didn't get a ton of value from going to listen to case studies. I got value from the conversations in the hallway. I mean, I, I remember Jen vividly one time in Vegas, I met up with you and I had like a deep dive discussion about the future of my marketing department with yeah. you in Vegas. And it was way more impactful than the rest of the conference. And so we were just trying to think of how we could replicate that. Um, and it, the truth is it, it hinges on people coming live and actually having a discussion and a conversation. And um, so it was actually really easy to say, we're not going to do decks. We're not going to do case studies. We're not having any pitches, any vendors, any of this, any of this stuff that could just be recorded. Um, it hasn't been as easy to pull it off, but we actually have pulled it off. I mean, this, this thing's going to be awesome in two weeks time. It's going to be awesome. And I know everybody created TikToks. You guys even got me involved in creating TikToks. I, you know, I don't know. I don't have the TikTok look. I'm better off camera, quite frankly, you know, with I actually thing. think you have a face for TikTok, man. <laughs> yeah so but what's interesting about the whole um format of the show is i mean i i even did a big article about the different formats of conferences you know and a lot of conferences what they do is they have the speaker photo picture like really little bitty in the corner and then they got the rest of the screen a powerpoint and i'm like mm -hmm. that's that's the craziest thing i've ever heard like you're highlighting no offense to blondes. I was blonde once as well when I had hair. Um, you know, like, why do I have to look at that same blonde woman that's in everybody else's PowerPoint? You know, seriously, like, it makes no sense. So talk to me about a little bit about the, the you have the conversations. And I know um, that's not what they're called. What are they called? 
features. Features. So talk about the features, guys. What's the what are you gonna do there? Um, who is involved? Who are the people? Why do we why do we need to listen to uh, conversations? Yeah. So I yeah, so I mean that's you just answered your own question. They're conversations. They're, you know, us talking to people, um, you know, actually sort of outside the industry in a way. Um because I think the insights community, you know, we're very tight, right? We're very close. We talk to each other all the time and we hear from the leaders in the insights industry all the time. And that's really powerful. But, um, you know, we just got off alive with uh, Tara, the CMO of Teamwork on the, the Vox Pop Me podcast. And, um, you know, we were talking about how the evolution is that insights is br way broader than just the insights function, you know, the marketing teams and the product teams. And so we really wanted to bring in leaders and have conversations about customer int intimacy with people who are not necessarily um, on the insights team. And so, you know, some of the people that I personally will be interviewing is uh, David Kidder, who's the CEO of Bionic, um, Eva Sai, who is the executive director of marketing for Google Cloud, and Mimi Swain, who's the CRO of Ring. So none of them are um, insights people necessarily, but mm -hmm. they're in functions that they really care about understanding the customer. And so that was a, a kind of perspective that we wanted to bring into this event for those feature sessions. And I'll let Ryan talk about his interviews. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just plus one to everything that, that Jen said. I think I've only called you Jen once ever because I usually call you JV, um, but we'll, <laughs> we'll keep it professional here on this podcast. Um, but we're, I also feel like as a, as an industry, sometimes we can be too insular. Customer centricity is table stakes. If businesses aren't customer centric, they're screwed. Yet we spend so much time in our own bubble talking about our toys, our technologies, our methods. The business leaders that actually are trying to drive growth transformation are consumers of customer insight, whether we're supplying it for them or not. And so we felt like it was a really important tension to unpick by saying, what are actually, what's actually happening at the business strategy level? What is, where is marketing going? What are the signals marketing relies on? What are the signals that are a waste of space for them? Um, and, and how does that how does that work to connect to business decision making? But also, particularly in some of the bigger organizations, it, it's it's one thing to spend four million dollars with Deloitte and get a digital transformation plan. It's another thing to actually transform your company. And so we wanted to pick up on the tension of bringing customer centricity across an entire company, but also using the voice of the customer to help product teams, marketing teams, insights teams, finance teams better work together. Um, and, and so I'm really excited because I think the conversations will then dovetail the conversations that Jen and I are going to be having will help us get the entire audience that which is now in the thousands to actually have robust discussions with each other and really think about, OK, based on what they said, this is what I see and, and here's how it's going to work. So, yeah, so actually uh, just before our, our podcast today, I was doing uh, the pre-call um, with Lauren Strafford and, and, and J.M. Hoffman from SoFi. Um, Lauren's the CMO, came up, came up at P&G, then was at Intuit and is now at SoFi. And then JM has a really cool background on the agency side. And they're, they're going to go public in the next couple of weeks. They've, they've really disrupted the finance market. Um, but they actually don't have an insights department yet. But they're one of the most customer-centric companies I've ever met. You just sign up for an account. You hit their landing page and you just see it. And so we're going to talk about how they've democratized from day one. Um, I'm also really excited. We're going to uh, be inter interviewing um, David Cancel, who's the CEO from Drift. And that's going to give us a really cool contrast into how software companies are actually bringing customer centricity into the fold when they don't have $6 million to spend on 
a subscription to five different vendors that operate in our space. They're having to be scrappy and use call data from Gong and Typeform and all these other sorts of things that are really interesting. Um, and then to kind of round out the discussions, we have Jen Saez, who's actually PepsiCo's first ever global CEO, CMO rather. And I'm really excited to talk to Jen about how the, the changes in, in consumer preferences work in a business where you've got Doritos, Cheetos, but also emerging healthy brands and all these other things that are happening. Um, and how PepsiCo in such a decentralized matrix portfolio company is is bringing the best thinking to all their different regions. I think they operate in something like 150 countries. Um, so, you know, between all the conversations we've just talked about, we feel like this is a really good backdrop for a discussion amongst the insights community of what we can actually do differently the next day versus big piffy future thinking stuff. Yeah, yeah doing things the next day, that's always a, a goal really for everything. A couple quick things. If you are watching on Amazon Live, Jen mentioned, I don't think I've ever called Jen JV. I don't know, maybe we don't have that. <laughs> relationship yet but um, <laughs> real talk is the customer insights show um it is highlighted there in the um in the carousel if you want to listen to it it's available on amazon music and everywhere else i'm um, talking about drift really quickly don't quiz me on what episode it was but their vp of content uh, mark kyle and he was on the show very interesting talk about conversational marketing um, if you want to go back and listen to that, then the next question I'm going to have for you guys, of course, going live came out in March. And the whole concept of doing what we're doing right now is we're having a conversation. We're not just preaching, right? We're not just saying, hey, take a look at my take a look at my PowerPoint. Take a look at my knowledge. Right. This is how it is. Like, do this tomorrow. Right. I mean, is that part of uh, you should kind of be able to to create that environment. Right. Having a conversation making it more interesting than just somebody lecturing. Old and say, I expect every single attendee of the virtual insight summit to leave the next day with something they could bring to their job. They can tangibly bring to work. That will conversation they can have with somebody on their team, with their boss, with a peer in a different function. Um, I mean, we've curated the entire event to give somebody one or two, at least tangible insights they could bring to work the next day. Yeah. And I think that conversational piece of that is so important to that. Because it's it's yes. not the preaching or here's here's what we did. A lot of those presentations are very backward looking, right? Yes. Here's what we did. Here's how it worked. But that's not what we're doing right in this moment. In this moment, we're just having a chat, right? We're just talking about and what people need to be thinking about and and, and mindsets and you know tools and tactics and things like that. But we're not looking back at what we did and what worked and what did and can do differently, um, which I think is really important. Do you um, do you see anybody saying they don't like the format? I mean, I've never heard anybody complain. I mean, it's kind of funny. So we scheduled this live stream, right? And I did a show, I don't know, a few weeks ago with um, a professional. Her whole job is to create PowerPoints for people. And she she liked it. <laughs> she liked the flow. So I don't I don't I don't know what that means. Uh, but I mean, you don't see anybody saying, oh my goodness, this this conference did not have enough PowerPoints. Right. I mean, right? Like I'm not, I'm not somebody who never uses a PowerPoint for any reason, but there's so much webinar content out there and recordings out there. I mean, it, yeah. we could have, we could have taken all the recordings from last year and played them this year. Like, you know, that content exists and is out there to consume on your own time. Like Ryan said, like 2x speed, like absorb it whenever you want to. We weren't 
we weren't wanting to create that environment. We were wanting to create an environment where Did we lose Jen? I don't know. It seems like it. Maybe now she's back. Um, Jen, I think you were going through it. I think you were going through a tunnel there for a minute. All right. I think I'm, I think I got the PowerPoint thing done, figured out. I, I, I'm sold. So let's talk, talk a little bit about um, who can apply this content. So when you talked about Drift, for example, I think you hinted at that a little bit, Ryan. Um, basically, I mean, he's talking about what a software company is doing, but how can other people apply it? I mean, I can already hear the people screaming at me saying, oh, no, no, we can do anything they're talking about. We're very different. Can you not hear people say that? So, so in terms of what we've actually curated on the day? Yes. Anybody who doesn't think customer centricity is important should not come. Okay. And they should probably figure out what they're going to do for a living in three years because the customer is the boss. Um, I, I think, you know, we'll have a mix of all different types of companies from all verticals. Thread will be insights in marketing professionals who are customer centric. Um, but I think that the, the, the conversations we're having are going to be relevant for everybody. But the, the, the breakout discussions, the studios that we've curated are, are really, they really are designed um, to get peers talking to peers versus, as Jen said, the super <clears throat> deck being talked at by somebody. So, Jen, can you talk about that concept a little bit? So you have the, the interviews and then or conversations and then what? Like how you transition or, or how does that go? Sure. Yeah. So there's in between all those feature sessions, we have these studio sessions that Ryan mentioned, and they'll be facilitated, but they're very interactive. They're designed to, you know, exactly what we were talking about before, like actually walk away with something tangible that you can do differently tomorrow. So Whereas those conversations, those feature conversations will set the tone and really, you know, give us some food for thought. We'll be able to take what we've learned in those conversations, bring them to those workshops and talk to other people in smaller groups about, you know, whatever it is we're trying to achieve in that in that studio. Like what. Yeah, I mean, the, the, just while Jen's Internet's broken, I mean, those those discussions will help help us probably iterate in some ways the sessions we're going to have, but it will, it will allow us to facilitate the people in the audience talking. So our facilitators are going to play a very small role in those studios because it's actually about getting the attendees talking. I mean, if you go back to, I mean, it's, it is catchy, no decks, right? But why go listen to something? Why go listen to anybody talk at you in 2021? To me, the future of live content is experience. It isn't, presentation and and we're experimenting obviously at a big on a big stage with the virtual insight summit but I, I believe people are willing to engage in an experience they're not willing to engage in a presentation or long-form content because it's, it's just a commodity at this point it's everywhere so my my big prediction to i don't know what year and i've said this on here before is vr and i i have a vr headset i don't know where it is it's upstairs somewhere but, you know, I still think, and I shot a, v, I shot a presentation in VR once, um, but it's just me talking, right? And, like, you can go around the room. It's like, whoop-de-doo. So certainly there's going to be some advancement with VR down the road. Um, that's just my prediction. I mean, do you anybody wildly disagree? No, I mean, I don't know if anybody wants to VR be in my living room right now, but... <laughs> I know, I know. But I think, 
you know, it does create, I mean, this is one of the advantages that we saw of the Virtual Insight Summit last year is the global nature of it. I mean, we can go to an event in London with 200 people, but like the Virtual Insight Summit last year, there was like 72 countries, people from 72 countries. Yeah. So that VR, like you're saying, like if that offers an opportunity for people from all over the world to get together without the limitations of having to get on an airplane, like, you know, why wouldn't that be the future? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think there's a balance, like in a world where everything can be virtual, we just have to be choiceful and intentional of like what's worth getting on a jet for and what's worth leaving our families for, um, you know, and, and I think we're going to do the best we can to really facilitate creativity um, in the discussion. Um, and I think it'll be a really cool experience to go through to see, okay, you know, for other marketers that are coming, um, yeah. because if you're programming a, a summit, I was actually talking to Dave Cancel about our summit after he said yes to join. He's like, wait, no one's doing it this way. Everybody's just doing webinars. I'm so much more excited. Um, hopefully, not only are you coming to learn about customer centricity, but also, oh, they did this. I want to do it a little bit better in this area. I mean, you know, it's yep. we're, we're just trying to innovate in this because we know everybody's sick of the, the kind of status quo. But yeah, VR would be a cool thing. JV, I'll be over for pizza. Do you have virtual reality pizza tonight? <laughs> That's no? Friday. Friday. Come on. Yeah, it's it's both have the same tradition. I, I'm really torn on it. Honestly, I think, I mean, I haven't left this chair and I don't know a year, you know, I just sit here <laughs> and sometimes I stand up, but um, if, it is fun to travel. I mean, it is, but it's also interesting to see the new technology. Now let's talk about making it fun. So um, certainly the team has done a nice job promoting this, doing different things. I do have a quick clip. I want to show you guys just to show you um, how much fun it's been. Oh, <laughs> Oh God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> why, why, why? That so everybody created these TikToks. I even created TikToks. And the funny thing is, as you guys know, I'm big into content performance. The funny thing is, the one with the typo outperformed the other one. They together had like four thousand views on Instagram, but um, the one had over, I don't know, just by a little bit. But the one with a stupid typo had the best performance. So Jen, when was, when was the last time you ever did a TikTok for a conference or Ryan? I mean, is that, is, has that ever happened? That's new, huh? Yeah. That was actually my very first TikTok of all time. Oh, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I got to come clean. Cause I'm getting shit for my marketing team. He was teasing me yesterday in our marketing meeting. I was like, I'm not doing a TikTok. And then Jen texts me and like, can you send me a video? And I was like, I, I only saw your text when I was watching some stupid movie with my son that I've seen a hundred times and I was like, all right, I'll do it. And all day I've been getting lit up. Cause like, Oh, Ryan, you said you would never do a TikTok. So I also like Jen, this is my first time doing a TikTok. And I, I actually kind of cheated cause I'm only, I'm actually a, a cameo in your TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just, you know, I think part of that is the culture that, that our teams have, which is we want our teams to be creative. And I, I don't know who came up with a TikTok idea, but um, I'm pretty sure we broke LinkedIn today. Um, in our, in our, attendee numbers have gone up quite a bit, which is, which is really cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that. And I'm getting some unsolicited TikTok requests actually uh, now on LinkedIn. People have reached out and said, Hey, can I, can I request that you do something like this? No um, way. So, yeah. Actually one request specifically for you, Ryan. So I'll forward that over and uh, you can expect some more TikToks from the team in the next week. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I'll have to have my kids teach me how to use it and stuff, but we, I'm on it. Let's do it. 
I'm in. And if, well, I don't, I'm not on TikTok, and I'm, I don't have any intent to go in there. But um, Instagram Reels is basically exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, and I did uh, LinkedIn this earlier. I shared the one where we're passing the phone. So check that out on LinkedIn. Um, if you're watching there, of course, you can just go right over. And I said, finally, a couple of brands that figure out how to use TikTok, if I may say so myself. Obviously, I got a vested interest in that. But um, I mean it. And if you think about it, um, using TikTok doesn't even mean you have to be on TikTok. I, so you posted this on TikTok, but the biggest use case for all these TikToks is actually LinkedIn, it looks like. I just hope LinkedIn doesn't do a TikTok feature. Like, story was a little much for me. Um, like, but they're all, it seems like they all have feature parity with each other, have a Clubhouse app soon. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm sure they will copy it. WordPress, if you guys didn't see the article on AuthenticStorytelling.net, just rolled out WordPress stories. I don't know why WordPress needs stories, but everybody else has. That's well, funny. this was a great great discussion, Virtual Insight Summit. It is, how much does it cost? It's free or what's it's the three ninety nine? Three dollars $3.99. It's a bad joke. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> And I think just one thing before we wrap up, I mean, you asked about the fun, like it has been so important for us to also program in fun into the event. Like Ryan was saying before, you don't go to conferences just to watch the PowerPoints. You go to in-person conferences to hang out with people at the bar and to, you know, get to know people. And so there's a lot of pure can have some fun and have some good breaks in between the sessions. If you've ever been to a Zappy Vox part, pop me, you know how to do this part. If you haven't, you got to trust me on this one. We know how to throw a party, and we're this is going to be no different. We're going to bring the vibe. We are going to bring the vibe. So let me ask you this, and I don't know the answer. Obviously, I don't have any inside knowledge, but um, creating good experiences also is about teams bonding. So when 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 you were creating these, I mean, you had I don't know eight people and a and a dog in your TikTok, Jen, I mean, our teams kind of when waiting fun thing. I mean, they're fun things, right? I mean, some are better than others. I mean, mine was on the lower end of performance for sure, or maybe not performance, but look, um, are, are teams like, is it a team building exercise as much as a marketing exercise as well? Yeah. I mean, I think like we are sort of lucky in that, the Vox Pop Me marketing team and the Zappy Vox, uh, the Zappy marketing team, like just really vibe with each other right from the get go. You know, this was one of the big question marks I think when we first started this last year was how will the teams work together, right? Because they'd never worked together before. We have some done some like joint events and joint parties and stuff like that, but like really collaborating on something of this scale, um, you know, we didn't know how it was going to go. And it's been, it was amazing. Like that wasn't a question mark for year two. No. Like it was, it was amazing to see how everybody came together and just jived right off the bat. And so I think we were kind of lucky in that, but yeah, it is important that there is some team building element and that people are, are vibing with each other in order to pull something like this off. Yeah. Like all the pre, I mean the kickoff session, it was, the energy was unreal. I think the other thing, I don't know that people would articulate this, but I certainly feel it. You've got two high-performing marketing teams with different stacks, with different marketing marketing ops approaches, different ways of measuring things, sharing ideas. 
So like the net outcome is both teams are better because you can you can sort of steal and pick ideas from each other and be like, oh, I really like the way that they shoot videos or I like their design or I like the way they do touch points afterwards. And so there's there's quite a bit of knowledge sharing that comes with collaborating. Um, and I mean, that was one of the reasons why when we went last year, we were like, let's team up on this. Um, but let, let's not let's also not kid ourselves. I mean, we, we are planning an incredible event, curating an experience that is different is hard work. So our teams are busting their humps at the moment and we're two weeks out. So there's also quite a bit of stress that comes with it. But I genuinely feel that energy is really positive. Um, and just from a happiness standpoint, we just got our employee satisfaction survey scores back and our marketing team's happy. So um, I'm psyched about that, which makes me really, uh, really pleased. That's awesome. So that that's always uh, an interesting uh, point, too. When you when you think about doing something new, there's always a little bit of danger involved. Right. I mean, yeah. is it going to work? I mean, maybe people won't go. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I know I've run campaigns and they were brand new and people, you know, still said the night before, I don't know, should we do it? Should we do something, um, something to think about? I mean, how do you like, how do you balance that? Or maybe, uh, maybe you don't need to. I don't know. What do you think? Let me tell this story, Jen, because it's a conversation we had. All okay. right. I'm gonna embar- I might embarrass Jen a little bit. So it was like seven weeks ago and we had none of the keynote conversations booked. <laughs> And I called Jen and I said, I'm getting a little nervous. We had a really good idea. Will this work? And Jen, without even blinking, goes, this is exactly why it's going to work because we're all nervous about it. And it was funny because I love Jen's always uh, got a positive mental attitude, which is why I always enjoy working with her. But it was like clockwork. Four days later, things started to fall into to line. But if, if you're not afraid of failure, you're probably not innovating. Yeah. Um, and we were genuinely afraid of failure, which meant we were on the cusp of something really cool. Um, so the fact that we're pulling it off is a bonus. And to that point, I, I think we had the opposite conversation back in December when we were trying to decide if we would do this again. It's like, yes. will this work if we don't have the pressure that we had last year? Because we were trying to move so quickly. We pulled together this event in eight weeks last year. And it was like, well, now we've got 12 weeks or 16 weeks or however long we want. Is it going to be as good without that stress and that energy? And you know what? We... We, we found the stress and the energy, and that, that really is what's made it so great. Isn't that uh, funny? We had more time to plan this year, and we were like, how do we replicate being stressed behind the ball and trying to get first mover advantage? I mean, that was basically the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. totally. Came full circle. So you know what, what that reminds me of? It's like, hey, um, we need this podcast, or we need this article, or whatever. How long will it take? And then the writer will say, well, how long do I have? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. You know, it'll expand or it'll move down to, to yeah. an extent. Don't, don't tell my boss I said that out loud. I won't. I won't. I heard she's tough. Yeah, yeah. So, but makes good TikToks. All right. Hey, great to have you guys on the show. VirtualInsightSummit.com. Use my code TRAB100 for $100 off. Haha. That's my dad joke. It's free to attend and you don't want to miss it. Um, Ryan and Jen, thanks for joining me today. Really appreciate you guys making the time. Thank you for having us. It was fun. Bye, guys. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Until next. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.